It was on hold. You missed the first five minutes, which was the best. Amen, guys. Go ahead and be seated. See, this right here is a great problem to have. When, when, we, when I ask you to get up and give some hugs and let some people know that you're grateful for them, I have to almost beat you in the head to get you to sit down. That is a great problem to have. Amen. It'd be a bummer if I'd be like, I said get up and give hugs. <laughs> Go ahead and turn your Bibles to Luke 17. We're going to study some lepers today. All right. And whether you know it or not, we're all lepers. The title of my message, there is a man who many of you are probably familiar with and he has a unique way of saying things and he always wants us to stay thirsty. He always tells his friends to stay thirsty. But the title of my message is, stay thankful, my friends. If you're thirsty, that's another issue. But stay thankful, my friends. Luke 17, starting in verse 11. Orlando, this will please you. I'm I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. People love that I change my Bibles every year. I'm not going to talk right now if you read the same version your whole life. While he was on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten leprous men who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? Was no one found? who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. You know, we're going to look at these lepers today, and and leprosy was a horrid disease. Back Back in Bible times, there was no cure. So if you had leprosy, you were cast out. And the only people you could be with were other lepers. It was a disgusting disease Scabs all, all over the place, sores, you know, uh, you, you, you could lose feeling, just losing limbs. I, you know, they, they lived out in the wilderness in caves with each other. And they were actually, suppo- what they were supposed to do, if, if I had leprosy, if me and my people had leprosy and you're walking by, I'm supposed to start yelling out so that you know I am a diseased, gross person and you don't come near me. And it's easy as we get into this, it's easy to just read this and say, yeah, those people were nasty, gross. But what we're going to have to realize today is we are those ten lepers. Now, now I, I scanned the audience before I started to make sure nobody needed to be removed, but I see nobody here has physical leprosy, you know, which can be cured today, amen. But we all are spiritual lepers. We all have the same heart, the same characteristic, and the same challenge these guys did. And the first thing these guys had to do was they had to find Jesus. That's where it starts. It starts by finding Jesus. These guys hurt, you know, 
However they found out, they found out this guy Jesus is in the area and we've heard he can do amazing miracles. There's no other cure, so let's go find him. You know, in verse 13, they say, the interesting thing is they just say, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They didn't even say, hey, heal us. They're just like, hey, can you throw us a bone? Can you do something for us? But they knew they couldn't fix themselves. And they had heard, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't YouTube back then, so they didn't Google, you know, oh, I heard Jesus, you know, healed a woman. Let's check it out. It's true. Let's go find him. All they had was hearsay that Jesus has healed people and they went to find Him. And that's where we have to start. We have to start by seeing that we are those lepers and we need Jesus. You know, if, if, you, if you aren't a Christian, spiritually, you're, you're like one of these lepers. We all have been. All of us who became Christians, we were like those lepers. And as we'll see, we still are those lepers. We need Jesus. You know, the world today tells us so many ways to, quote, you know, get fixed. The world tells us so many things to, to help us. Yeah. Oh, if you, just, if you just go get lost in a movie theater, you know, you'll be healed. You know, or, oh, if you just spend enough time on the computer, <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. Or if you, just, if you just fill your schedule enough with sports, it'll all be glorious. Or if you just, you know, uh, spend enough time watching TV or, you know, if you, if you spend enough money at the mall or if you eat at good enough restaurants. And yet the truth is right here in this simple little passage, we find what we need. We need Jesus. And one of the biggest challenges, which is why the title of the message is Stay Thankful, my friends. Is one of the biggest challenges is to stay thankful for Jesus. So I want you to take a second and I want you to think of a few things that you're thankful for Jesus, for you personally. And now I'm going to give you a moment. I'd like you to share with somebody next to you Something that you are thankful for, for Jesus, in your life. and would still be talking right now. But the funny thing is, there are probably many of us, many of us disciples walked into this church this morning and we were feeling thankful to Jesus for nothing. We're like, I gotta go because somebody's gonna call me. (laughs) Hey bro, is everything okay today? So I'm gonna go, but check it off so I can go. I mean, it's a big problem for us. We can so quickly lose our gratitude for Jesus. Come on, Steve. 
I don't have time to be grateful for Jesus because I got I got to work so much and it just drains me. And so, yeah, life would be a lot better if you would spend that time and realize how amazing Jesus is and spend that time to get grateful. You know, it takes time to think and actually stop and actually, uh, you know, put down your phone. You know, and turn your TV off. You're driving in the car. Actually, turn the radio off. Turn your phone off for a couple minutes and just think, wow, what are the things that Jesus has done for me? I mean, I'm thankful that Jesus hasn't quit on me. I've been a Christian for 16 years or something. And uh, sorry, I'm not one of those people who I, I forget the date I'm sa- I was saved sometimes. I just know. <laughs> I know it happened. <laughs> but I'm thankful Jesus hasn't quit on me. I have given him so many reasons as a Christian to just. You know, off the bus. You know, like when some of us, when we were kids, our parents would be like, you say one more thing and I'm stopping this car and you're out. <laughs> I mean, I've realized that I've given Jesus so many reasons to go, that's it, <laughs> out. And I'm so thankful that he has never quit on me. He has never stopped loving me. So these guys asked Jesus for help. And it says in verse 14, When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they were going, they were cleansed. Now it's interesting, because there's other times where Jesus just said, Kazam! You know, and boom! They're healed. Scales fell from their eyes. They're better. This time, he actually made them listen to him. And then act on what he said. He made them practice faith. Which is a great example for us because we have to have faith. We have to rely on Jesus. You know, which is exactly what these lepers had to do. They had to listen and then they had to follow. That's what we have to do. And the challenge for us is, you know... The challenge for us, first in becoming a Christian is, you know, I appreciated Jody being honest. We want to be in charge. What did you say, buddy? I mean, good night. I work in construction. And man, every day, people just lose it. Because they cannot handle another individual giving them instructions. You know, Manny always has good stories. You know, he, he runs security at uh, one of the television lots. And he always has great stories where people just cannot handle, Hey, buddy, I need you to go over there and do this. What would you say to me? <laughs> but that's who we all are. And the challenge is a lot of us become Christians. And we put our hands down. You know, okay, Jesus. But then we're Christians for a while. And we're back to, what? You say, What? <laughs> This is my house. And yet we see right here, that is not okay. We have to have faith and we need to rely on Jesus. You know what we got to do? Okay, we got to hear what Jesus has to say. We have got to read our Bibles. You know, some of you older Christian Christians have the, the most thought out logical reasons why you don't need to read your Bible on a regular basis. I mean, I talk to some of you, and you don't, you don't even, I know, I, I try to share, and it's just like, you don't hear what I say. You have ten paragraphs of, here's why I don't need to read my Bible anymore. 
And it's crazy. We have to read our Bibles. You stop reading your Bible, you're going to go the wrong way eventually. You could come here every Sunday, but if you are not reading your Bible on a regular basis, you are not hearing what Jesus has to say to you. And it's going to go it's going to lead you the wrong way. It could lead your family the wrong way. You know, I used to see it when I led the teens, and I'd have there'd always be a certain percentage of teens who'd be like, "Well, I see what the Bible says, but I go home and I look at my dad." And their dad was still coming to church every Sunday. He had just stopped reading his Bible probably 10 years ago and, you know, at church, he's still, hey, bro, you went to this house, and you're like, crazy in here. You know, I was young, I was kind of scared, like, oh man, what's going to happen in here? You've got to read your Bible. These lepers, if they did not listen to what Jesus had to say, they wouldn't have gotten healed. We are those lepers. We have spiritual leprosy. We all get messed up by sin. All of us, before we were Christians, the world beat our faces in and covered us in sin. Then we become Christians and we think like, oh, I got it now. We're the same lepers. And if we don't keep listening to Jesus and then living out what He says, we're going to get covered in leprosy again. We're going to get covered in sin again. We have to be reading our Bibles. You know, another area, and, and this for me, I just, it's so important You've got to have family devotionals. You have got to teach your kids the Bible. Look at the Old Testament. God said, hey, when you're walking down the road, teach them my word. When you're in your house, teach them my word. Put it above your door. Everywhere you go, you got to teach your kids. You know, uh, this morning your kids are getting taught. The rest of the week, the world is busy at work teaching them. It's teaching them, depending on what you let them watch on TV, it's teaching them by what they see on the internet. At school, holy cow, they are getting a whole, they're getting their one education in class, they're getting a whole nother education on the playground. And if you aren't taking the time to teach them, they're not going to learn. you got to teach them. Guys, we've got to do what the Bible says. Because the thing is, you live the Bible and it changes your life. Right? I mean, a lot of us here know that. I know if I live the Bible, it changes my life. I know I need to have faith and I need to act on that faith. You know, and, and one thing I wanted to mention, you know, and I don't know if you caught it, but I caught it last week when Gio was preaching and he, he praised our church. He said, What a loving church we are. And I was like, Amen, Amen. Come on. You know, I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. But then he said, As a church, we're weak in teaching each other. And to me, that's part of listening to what Jesus has to say and then doing it and going and teaching each other with the love we have. Right? We, the greatest of these is love. So we got the love, but now let's build upon that and start teaching each other. Continuing on. Verse 15. So they were cleansed. It says, Now one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, where there are not ten cleansed, but the nine, where are they? Was no one found 
who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner. And he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. You know, the main focus of this whole passage is gratitude. And the challenge of keeping grateful. Which is why I told you earlier, stay thankful, my friends. Because that is the greatest challenge. Ten healed, and only one returned. Jesus said, but the nine, where are they? Ten healed, only one returned. Ten healed, only one grateful. Ten healed, and only one has come back to Jesus. Where did the rest go? The rest got what they wanted and then made themselves king and went on their own way. They were not thankful. Ten healed. You know, that is like us as Christians. We get healed and then we go do what we want to do. It's so easy to be... As soon as you lose gratitude, you're just religious. As soon as you lose that gratitude, you just... I got what I wanted, I'm on my way. Uh, You have enough religion, you know... uh, You have enough invested that you keep coming, but you're just kind of here. You're not giving anything, but you're just, what can I get? Listen, I mean, Jesus said it right there. Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine, where are they? And then he's like, the only one who came back is a Samaritan. Where's the quote, chosen Jews? That is our greatest challenge, to stay grateful. Because when we're grateful, gratitude requires humility and security. And these are found in unlimited amounts with Jesus. But that's our challenge as Christians. We get what we want. Oh my, you know, oh I got, I got, you know, my sins forgiven, now I'm just going to do whatever I want. Oh, you know, I got, I got help with my marriage, now I'm going to go do what I want. And yet, this passage shows us where we should be. Where we should be is going back to Jesus and being grateful and living differently because of it. How many of you disciples, don't raise your hands, but how many of you disciples came in here this morning like one of these nine lepers? Because we want to say like, oh, I can't relate to them in any way, but they're us. And at different times, they're all us. Like right now, I'm very grateful for what I have. Catch me in a week. I could be one of the nine. Life stinks. I got nothing. My wife and my kids and my job and and my dog. That becomes us. How many of you are there this morning? Because Jesus wasn't praising the nine. He had grave concern for them. Because he knew, hey, if they don't change, they're not going to make it to heaven. And just because we're disciples does not mean we're going to make it to heaven. You know, for men, one of our greatest challenges is to be thankful for our wives. 
Wives, I think it's, it's genuinely more easier to be thankful for our husbands. But men, we get so independent. It's so easy just like that. You, you know, one day you could be thinking, my wife is the most amazing woman. And two days later, you're like, my wife is dead to me. I know how easy it is for me to get ungrateful for my wife. I'm going to edit that out of this. Hold on. So what I have to do, just like we took a few moments to think about what we're grateful for Jesus, every day in, my, every day in the morning I get up early and I read my Bible, not so you'll think I'm awesome, because... I mean, I don't get paid to do this, so I mean, I, don't, I mean, that's kind of nice. I don't, most of you, I don't really care what you think about me. You can leave here disgusted by me. You know, Seacon Construction's still going to pay me tomorrow, and I'm still going to show up next Sunday. But every morning, I get up early because I gotta read my Bible. Ask my wife, and I gotta pray. And in my prayer, I try to thank God for five things every day for my wife. You know, when I do that, every day I'm like, "Wow, my wife's amazing." I go a couple days out doing that, I'm like, start going like, oh, shouldn't do that, shouldn't do that. <laughs> Why? Because we can get, we become one of those nine lepers. You know what I'm saying, brothers? Yeah. We gotta stay thankful for our wives and wives or husbands. And you know what? If you're not married, well, the teens are gone, but if you're not married, there's people you gotta stay thankful for. Yep. You know, if you're younger, you gotta stay thankful for your parents. Yeah. And you know what? If you're not, if you don't think every day the things you're thankful for, for next thing you know, you disgust me. It's so easy to become one of those nine, and it's so dangerous because 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 look at Jesus told this guy, you know, hey, you're succeeding because you're coming back and you're thankful. There's a danger. We all go there. Let's just be honest. You know, if you don't want to admit that, maybe go to the bathroom and we'll pretend like we don't see you. But we all do that. We all have to continually fight back to be thankful. Well, how do we do that? Well, back to one of the first things I said today. You gotta read your Bible. There's no way around it. How did you become a Christian? You read your Bible. How, how have the times gone when you really are, are doing well and staying thankful? You're reading your Bible. Because when you read the Bible, you see, I am a leper! Every day I read the Bible, and something gets me excited, and something just, boom, haymaker to my face, where I'm like, whoa, that's who I am? Because I can start thinking like, man, I'm a good person. You know, I'm faithful to my wife, I work hard, I bring my money home, I give to my family, you know, people in the church tell me, thank you for helping, I am, I am incredible. <laughs> but then I read the Bible and I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. You know who I am? I'll tell you who I am. And I don't care because God forgives me. Friday morning. I had to get up early to go to work. I go to the coffee place down the street from my house, and they have a warehouse. It's a coffee bean warehouse in an industrial area, but you can get coffee there. And I only look one way because I didn't know that they came out of the warehouse. I back up, boom! 
boom, get in an accident. Barely moving, but I get in this accident. And I'm like, oh, great. So I get out. I'm so sorry. The guy's yelling at me, this is a brand new truck. And I'm like, oh. He's got his hairnet on. He's just been working. I'm like, where, dog? And then he looks at it, he wipes it, he's like, oh, no dents. And I'm like, Whew. I'm like, you want my info? He's like, no. I'm like, are you sure? No. My bumper's all cracked because it's a cheesy fiberglass. He has a metal bumper. And I'm like, okay, cool. So then I relax. So then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know Michael, right? He runs this place. And in my head, I just, without even thinking, I just thought, if I say I know this guy, this uncomfortable situation is over and I get to leave. I go, oh, yeah, I know him. I'm like, cool, have a good day. Then I got my car and I'm like, I'm a stinking liar. <laughs> I'm a liar, and I hate lying. It's one of the things I despise the most. It was one of my biggest issues before I, before I became a Christian. I lied just, just to, for, for no reason at all. And I was like, I was so mad in the car. I was like, oh, I'm a liar. And I'm driving to Bel Air to go to this ritzy house. I had to be there by 7.30. And I wasn't even worried that I hit the guy. I was like, man, I'm, I've been a Christian 16 years, and... I quote, you know, I help with the church and blah, 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 blah. And I'm a liar. I am a leper. And I still have the same sin issues I had before I got baptized. And I have to keep going back to Jesus as much as I did to get baptized. And so do you. And if you don't, you're going to lose the only thing worth having, which is Jesus. So finally, you know, and I'm slow to forget, you know, I tell God sorry, like, I, I, I probably would have been a good Catholic, because I tell God sorry like 50 times. I know He forgives me the first time, but I, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, you just can't believe you did something. You're just like, that's not me, and then I'm like, no, that is me. Then I get to the rich person's house, and I'm all flustered, and I walk in their house, and I'm trying not to step on their dogs, and I'm stepping like this, and they have this like jeweled, expensive jade tree, and I just go, boom! That thing's falling, and somehow I stuck my hand back and caught it. And the lady's like, whoo! <laughs> then I pick up this little jeweled branch that broke off, and I'm like... Oh put it back up. She's like, whoo, good catch, sweetie. I'm like, I want to be like Jesus. Ma'am, part of it broke off. Come on, babe, you're awesome. That's okay, sweetie. It would have been a lot worse if that whole thing hit the ground. And I was like, I don't think I want to know that. But I was like, amen, I, I can change. It's not me. It's because I was able to go to Jesus. If you're not going to Jesus, if you're not getting in your Bible and praying and going to Jesus, you are hopeless. You're going to be one of these nine lepers and you're just going to go die somewhere. You've got to be the one who keeps coming back, Christians. You have to be the one who keeps coming back. And you've got to do the practicals. You've got to read your Bible. I encourage you, you know, Make a list of a hundred things you're grateful for. I don't have time to do that. Well, do five a day. And in 20 days, you'll have a hundred. And then you can keep it for a while. And whenever you're ticked about how hard life is, you can look at your list and be like, wow, I have so much. 
You know, another thing I, I want to encourage you, if you're married every day, think of five things you love about your spouse. If you're younger every day, think of five things you're thankful for with your roommates or your parents. Somebody. You, you know, I want to encourage you every day for the next week, think of at least one thing a day you're thankful for for Jesus. Because that's what we got to do, guys. You know, Jesus shared this, this, this passage for us. And it sobers me. The passage that sticks to me is when he says, But the nine, where are they? We don't want to be one of those nine. That's why we're here, right? We're here to, we're here to love each other, which we've been doing great at. We're here to teach each other, which we're going to really start working on as a church, and it's going to be awesome. And we're here to listen to the Word, and then, just like Jesus told those lepers, act on it in faith. Right? That's why we're here. Guys, God has done so much for us, we need to remember that. And as I told you in the beginning, stay thankful, my friends. Amen. Amen.